We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Banks This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're coming to you live Wednesday, September 28th in the middle of the OKC Thunder training camp. We are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. We've got sliding in at the very last moment, J.D. Silva. That was a fun series of events. Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) What the heck? We've also got Kami Armarabi in here. Uh, this is probably one of the first times I've had to had the opportunity to come up for air uh, for stuff from work. So it's just nice to come along and chat with you fellas. It's good to see you, although I see you every day at work. It's good to see you outside of work on the podcast. Before we dive into all things OKC Thunder training camp, trades, etc., few things we want to let our listeners know about. First off, uncontested hats. They are Looking in slick. and they are gorgeous. Very limited run. So if you would like an uncontested hat, you need to get in our DMs on any of our social channels. Uh, and we will hook you up. But it's a limited supply. So if you want one, you got to get in quick. It's got the big you on it. Thunder you uncontested. The back says uncontested. They are dad hats. They're not like a fitted hat. Uh, but they are awesome. I've been wearing mine like crazy. Absolutely love it. If you've already ordered one, I'm getting these out in the mail probably this weekend. I got to go to the post office and print off all the the official like labels and everything, but I've got them packaged up and ready to go. If you've already ordered one, you're also getting a new uncontested sticker as well. We got new stickers in. I don't know what I'm doing with these things. I'm just twisting them around. <laughs> they are awesome. Super high quality. If you're not getting a hat but you still want a sticker, very simple. Just go wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Drop a five-star rating, write a little review, 
Take a screenshot of that. DM it to us with your address. I will mail you a free sticker. We'd love to get these out in the community. Uh, I will ship stickers internationally. I'll ship hats internationally. So all of our listeners, hit us up, get a hat, get a sticker. We also have some awesome Daily Thunder content coming up very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you follow The Uncontested and Daily Thunder on Twitter to be able to see all that content. Also an uncontested event, uncontested Daily Thunder event being announced relatively soon, next week or so. So be on the lookout for that. We're super excited. I think I've got everything. I think that's it. Gentlemen, let's talk some basketball as we have actual content. People are on a court playing and not injuring their Liz Frank tendon thingy. Not yet. Not yet. I met somebody today that had a Liz Frank injury, and he was in a walking boot. Same. Uh, Very sad. First note of business today. The Oklahoma City Thunder have made a trade, folks. Veach Krejci is no longer with the Oklahoma City Thunder. A very sad day where I have to retire the I'm going off the rails of a Krejci train (laughs) meme. Uh, I worked really hard on that, and it's now lost to the annals of time. I liked Vit. Like I, I mean, he couldn't defend worth anything, but like whatever that man was throwing up, the majority of the time it was going in. So I, I, I enjoyed his short, awkward tenure because his body, his body motions were super awkward, but somehow that ball went in pretty well. So, uh, you know, gonna miss you, Vit. Eamon says this train is no longer Krejci. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, you lost the Krejci train, but you did gain. How could you be Mo Harkless for however long? He's <laughs> for maybe a week. <laughs> for maybe a week. <laughs> maybe a week. Um, it was kind of interesting. So the official podcast of the OKC Thunder um, with Paris Lawson and with Nick Gallo, they were at media day. They got to talk to every player. I was listening to that last night after the Veet trade, and they talked to Veet. And this was before he knew he got traded. And he was saying, you know, he's super excited. His knee feels better than it's felt his entire NBA career. You know, he's been hanging out with the guys, yada, yada, yada. Um, So, and then he said, I can't wait to see you guys, you know, again later this week. So in comparison to the Ty Jerome news that the Thunder and, and Ty's representatives are working collaboratively to find Ty a new home, doesn't seem like it was that way with Veet. It seemed like this came along pretty quickly yeah life comes at you fast in the nba when you're a fringe player do we know i I forget exactly which players we thought might get cut which ones wouldn't get cut was Veet kind of the one he's definitely a fringe roster guy how many did we think he was gonna end up on this team i had Veet as one of the cuts um i think we had a pull kind of like a ty jerome Veet krejci teo maladone i think everybody universally agreed on teo maladone right Mm -hmm. so and he's Ty's gone. Veet's gone. One more cut left. Do you guys think it's Teo over uh, Derek Favors, or will it be will um, Favors be gone and Teo stay around? I would do Teo because you could still deal Favors with his expiring contract. Yep, it's a big contract. Ten, well, not yeah. big, but ten million. It's expiring. You now have a little bit less depth in your front court with the Chet injury. Yeah, I think Favors staying around. Makes some sense. Let's talk a little bit about more about this trade, though. We're all in agreement. Mo Harkless isn't going to get on a plane and come to Oklahoma City, correct? Right. Maybe. 
No, probably not. I'd the be, Thunder I'd be so mad if he took minutes away from like Aaron Wiggins or someone. So no. The Thunder also collected a 2029 second round pick from the Hawks. Who the hell knows what's going on in 2029? Another interesting little wrinkle. I found this very fascinating, and I got a little confused by it. The Thunder owe their second round pick in 2025 to the Atlanta Hawks. That is part of the Carmelo Anthony for Derek Schroeder trade. The Atlanta Hawks owe their 2025 pick. What does that look for, Kamiar? Did you just say Derek Schroeder <laughs> instead of Dennis? No, Dennis? Oh, did I? Dennis? I got yeah. Derek Favors on the brain. Yeah, it's all good. Dennis Schroeder. Really yes. <laughs> that The Thunder had originally traded a lottery-protected first-round pick, but the Thunder have been in the lottery, so Atlanta did not get that selection. Instead, it rolled over to two second-round picks. One of those second-round picks is in 2025. But then the Hawks traded their own 2025 second-round pick to Oklahoma City, in the Danilo Gallinari trade. So Atlanta owns OKC's second round pick in 2025. OKC owns Atlanta's second round pick in 2025. So when they said they made amendments to the traded 2025 second, I got a little confused. Turns out that the 2025 pick that OKC is getting from Atlanta um, has been amended to where it is more likely to convey. There's some protections on it those protections have been lessened. It is now only a top 40 protected where it was like a top 50 protected pick or something like that. So the Thunder essentially get a second round pick. They get a second round pick they already had. Some protections removed from it. They have Mo Harkless, who I believe will just end up getting bought out. Um, And for Atlanta, they dodge the luxury tax. Any massive takeaways from this, Silva? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm really curious. I saw Nate uh, Nate McMillan said that Veet's going to be just a part of their development program like all the other young guys, so I don't necessarily think that's, that means he's going to make the roster. I hope he sticks around somewhere. It, mm-hmm. he's, he's exciting when he is on the court. I think he can be really good when he's healthy. Yeah. We just haven't really got to see him healthy yet. And th- this is just a product of having to get rid of a guy. Yep, right. This is going to happen. Presti said, we're going to be cutting NBA players. And that's that's just the way it works during a rebuild. 100%. So are you guys surprised at all that Teo was sent home before camp started? V traded basically the day camp started. I thought they were going to take this 18-man roster pretty far into training camp and let training camp help determine their, their decisions. Doesn't look like that's the case so far. Yeah, it seems like they're already a little pre, like more more opinionated than I thought on some of these guys, at least. So I'm, I'm real curious if we see something on Teo soon, like really soon. It's got to come down to it soon. Do you I mean, guys like, think it happens before thinks... preseason? Or are they going to let some preseason games go before they make this final cup? Mm. I mean, I think people already kind of know. Like, I mean, like if you're if you're Vit. Like he can, he can say like all those things about like liking the thunder and like wanting to be a part of the future and stuff like that. But also like understand that he's likely on the chopping block. Therefore, like coming out and publicly being able to state like how he feels about his knee and like publicly be like, it's the best I've ever felt. And you know, I'm, if I'm in the 
best shape of my life and stuff like that. So it's Sam very likely that ripped these... that audio and texted to every GM in the league. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's it. I'm very sure that players already know with their agents or get a feeling from their agents by now. Um, whether they are in or out of the plans for this coming year and maybe even the foreseeable future, I would I would think they would already know, yeah, or have a sense of that. Let me ask you guys this, but before I ask you this, actually, uh, Amen in the chat asks, can we clarify what we posted on Twitter about Veet returning off of waivers? Um, actually, we got corrected by friend of the podcast John Ham. The Thunder cannot get Veet uh, if he gets cut. Like the thought was you trade him, he gets cut, then you bring him back. You have to wait a full year. So Veet cannot come back to this team on a two-way or anything else uh, for a a full NBA season. So July 1 of next year, if he was available and they wanted to bring him back, they could. Uh, but once he gets traded, they, you're you're not reacquiring him. We've talked a lot about this third cut now. We all kind of think it's Teo. Uh, the dark horse guy there is Derek Favors. Let's say that we get uh, an update from Shams, Woj, whoever, that says the Thunder are waving blank or trading blank, and it's not Teo, and it's not Favors. Mm, wow. Who's the guy? I don't my mind first jumped to Bayes, uh, but I almost think his rim protection is like needed with Chet now being out. So I don't really, I don't think it's going to be him. What else would it be? I don't think it would be like Aaron Wiggins. Would you be more surprised if they just straight up cut somebody that's not Teo or Favors, or if they made a like a, a consolidation two for one trade? Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, I'd probably be more surprised by the outright cut. That's a good question. I it don't is. know. I'm like looking through the names on the roster now. Like, who would I be most surprised by? I'd be surprised by Trey Mann. Oh, very. Yeah. Very, very. I think after Teo and Favors, I probably next on the list. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I think there's like a 99% chance it's one of those two. After Who? that, I think you have to probably go like Aaron Wiggins. Yeah. And Jay Will. Yep. And Mark said at Media Day the other day, he knew they were going to take Jay Will. They were very high on Jay Will, like from the beginning of the draft process. Like he he pretty much could have guaranteed they were going to take that guy. I don't see them just turning around and cutting him two months later before he even gets to do a training camp. Like who would get who would realistically get traded first? Are you are you like are you looking at your veterans and your front court, Mike Muscala and Derek Favors, or are you looking at JRE um and Darius Baisley? Because like your front court is not honestly that big. I mean, like you could ask Josh, you could add Josh Giddy in there too if you wanted to. Uh, but they have very limited groups of people that can play in the front court. And yeah. so that's why I think like, well, I don't know if they would actually trade somebody. Um, as Especially far as, like, at I this point in the season, they really like their guards. So like maybe a name could be Kenrich 
but I don't think they would trade Kenrich because he seems like a team glue guy, yeah, does everything, yeah. jack of all trades. They put Chet's locker next to Kenrich so he can mentor him all season. So would it, would it, be, that. Po- would it be Poku if it was a trade? But if it was a cut, maybe Teo? Maybe. I, yeah. I don't think a trade happens before like December. Right. I just can't shake. And I, I've been saying this for months now. I just feel like a a Hamadou Diallo-esque Baisley trade is on mm. the table. It's kind of setting up the same way. It's a guy that didn't get extended that's going into a contract year. I don't I they have until like Halloween to extend Bays. I just don't see it happening. Wait, would you how'd you say how'd you say Halloween? 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 It's hollow? This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> So no. you say Halloween or Hall- Halloween? I don't know. Now I'm overthinking it. Halloween. <laughs> All right. Hall- not- Halloween. Okay. Hey, Anyways. would you rather have Juan Toscano Anderson or Darius Baisley? Because Toscano Anderson's like much older though, isn't he? Isn't he like 27? Yeah. Wait, hold up. Who Who's the Toscano Anderson? He's a fringe roster guy for the Lakers. Who will he, get he was minutes. with the Warriors? He'll get actual minutes because they like just need bigger wings. Okay. Like they played Stanley Johnson a lot of minutes last season. Maybe Bays could fit into that role for them. Like that's just an idea. Oh, you're talking Juan Toscano Anderson for Bays swap. Oh. I'm just I'm just saying if the if Bays got traded to a team and could get minutes for a team like the Lakers make a lot of sense. And with the clutch connection, mm-hmm. I don't know who they would send back. Who I needs just, a I, big defensive wing? I just inevitably feel like. Baisley will get traded before the season is over. Do you think Baisley is an NBA player, just like an NBA role player in general? I think he can be. Like a defensive wing. Like a he's still really young, you know. Like a Minu kind of esque, but 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 more athletic. Or like a guy they just acquired in Mo Harkless. I -hmm. used to make the the Darius Baisley is um uh Nick Batum, like Portland Nick Batum comp. Maybe Darius Baisley is more of a Mo Harkless comp, another Portland guy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know, just just something interesting. Like, I, I don't think I would be shocked, like absolutely shocked if it was not Teo or Favors. Yeah. And I'm leaning heavily towards Teo. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I think like, it's why something wouldn't we, you? we uh, yeah, I think it's something that is at least good to kind of talk through a little bit and just kind of get an idea of what it could be. I mean, hell, I, I floated the idea on Sunday's pod. And and neither of you two are on this, so I guess I can refloat it. We're, it. We're, we're floating again. I want to see what you guys Looking think of this. floaters. Level of 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. How shocked would you be if the game one starters, let's say Shea's back, okay? Just let, let, let's use that caveat. Shea, Lou, Josh, Poku, Baisley. Ooh. Level one, one to 10. How surprised would you be? 10 being most surprised. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Probably like a six, seven. And to me, that makes me think Presti and Mark really want to really want to see as soon as possible what they have. In Bays and Poku, like give him as many minutes as possible. Doesn't it kind of make a little bit of sense as far as a lineup, though? Kind of does, yeah. Those are your two best rim protectors on the team. 
You're right. I'd be, I'd be quite shocked. Uh, I mean, I'd be more on like seven, eight, like mm-hmm. they put so much stock into uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. They played this man a million minutes. Uh, Poku's on the bench while JRE's getting legitimate minutes. Uh, I think obviously we've talked about a million times on the podcast that this year is the make it or break it year for Poku as far as like OKC is, despite the fact how still young he is. Um, you're looking to see like you're banking on like long-term results, but like how long do you wait for those results or how long do you wait to see those flashes of those results is the question that needs to be answered here. And so I'd be really shocked if it was, you said Poku and Baisley, right? Mm-hmm. I'd lean more towards JRE and Baisley uh, than Poku and Baisley. That's what I think it will be is JRE and Bays. Um I don't know. It's just, it's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to think about. Like if Baisley just leans into that role that he did the second, the last half of the season, he's a different player and a different outcome for this team. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's make or break time for Baisley. You know, this is literally the end of the runway. Uh, Okay, let's move on and talk about something that I absolutely don't want to talk about, but we should probably probably touch on it. Is it bad stuff? SGA. Oh, do you want to talk about Shea? And the trade rumors. And the constant cycle. The most recent one comes from uh, Canadian outlet TSN who reports, quote, the Toronto Raptors are keeping an eye on the Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Oklahoma City. Like, what what was the official word they used? They are monitoring the situation with SGA Mm -hmm. and Oklahoma City. Yeah, I'm also monitoring movies for whatever one Scarlett Johansson is in. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, what does that even mean? They're monitoring the situation. Yeah, it doesn't mean it, it means GMs are doing their job because I think every young star is being monitored in some way. So I don't know. I don't know why this keeps getting out. I don't know. It's like, dumb. It's, yeah. Like, are they so bad at monitoring that they missed the quote where Shea said, I know what I signed up for. I'm excited to be here. That's why I signed for five years. Maybe Shea's yeah. just blowing smoke up all of our asses. Mm-hmm. Never seen Could- an NBA player do that in Oklahoma City before. <laughs> stop stop it stop it okay he's at least not gonna get i don't think he he would not be traded in the first year of this five-year extension not at right? all i there is a very very small chance of that and i don't know just the quotes he gave at media day i don't think you're giving those quotes if you want out i don't think he wants out he's he oh. he said something along the lines of, I don't think we'll be losing for much longer. I love the guys we have here, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he said that Chet was the guy that he would have drafted. He's really excited to play with him whenever he gets back. Why would you trade him before you even get a chance to see him with the guy you just drafted number two overall? You know, like next next season is the big season. Like how does how do how does the Thunder do with another lottery pick with Chet back? with another year of development under Giddy. Maybe a trade for like a, a more established guy. Then if they still suck, oh, then, right. then maybe the trade, the, the Shea yeah. trade rumors yeah. start to gain some steam for me. But right now it just feels like bullshit. Because like, he's also not trading him for role players and a bunch of picks yeah. either. 
Like I, I see <laughs> like Raptors they did with rumors. James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Raptors rumors, but not including Scotty Barnes. I've yeah. seen like, Suns rumors, but oh, not they'll including. trade Shea for like two first round picks and OG and Anobi. Yeah. That is the literal like opposite type of guy that the Thunder are looking for right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. it I'm biased. Obviously, I'm biased. It would take like Scotty and a couple firsts to get it done, I think. If you're Presty, why would you budge otherwise? I wouldn't that that wouldn't even do it for me. That would do it for you? I'm saying like that's that's where we're starting the conversation at. Yeah, that's where the conversation fan, starts. Raptors fans say like, "There's no way they would include Scotty in the deal." Well, and I'm like, then, the then you're not getting fans him. Are you know? not closely monitoring like no. where Earth is, and maybe need to go out and touch grass. Yeah, they're like, "Here's Fred VanVleet and Gary Trent Jr." I saw yeah, a like Raptors my fans ass, say man. Shea's production is the same as Gary Trent Jr.'s on Twitter, which is earlier. so. Like, if, that, if that's your argument, why yeah. don't you just keep Gary Trent Jr.? Yeah, people are just annoying. Twitter is accessible. Yeah, it is. Okay, can we stop talking about this now? I yes. mean, you you're the one that brought it up. I, so. I, I felt like we needed to talk about it, but it just yeah. you what you said you well you said you just said before we talked about it. I don't want to talk about it. I know. I don't want to. I feel like as a podcast, we should probably touch on it. And now I'm just pissed off. Yeah, well, I mean, Silva, like, you, did, you did that yourself. Silva, play the ads. One second. One second. One second. One second. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design in the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to cottonbureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder gear today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed 
on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are back. Gentlemen, let's jump into some training camp updates. So today was day two of training camp. The team has been doing two-a-days, um, according to Nick Gallo and Paris Lawson. They're doing more physical, hard, like five-on-five practices in the morning. Shay's tired with his dog. Yes, uh, <laughs> tired by watching practice because he can't yeah. even practice right now. Um, and they're doing like walkthroughs and film study in the evening. Uh, I wanted to touch on Josh a little bit because Josh uh, had a chance to talk to the media Tuesday. Uh, he talked a lot about the work he's doing with Chip England, how Chip is uh, not like fundamentally recreating his shots, but his shots, but they're making little tweaks. He said he and Chip are working out two to three times a day, whereas other players said, yeah, I've seen him around, but like they haven't worked out with him at all. Mm-hmm. Did the Thunder just bring this guy in to help Josh Giddy? Kind of feels like it. And that's a, I, I think it'll end up being a worthy investment. This is a, I saw this uh, quote from Josh and I've told people this week that don't, that don't give a damn about Thunder basketball that this is happening. It's just really exciting thinking about the possibilities. Um, who knows how long it'll be until we actually see like a change. Is it this season? Is it in 2024? Who knows? But it's still exciting. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty clear, right? That it's Josh is getting the majority of the workouts and like some guys aren't even seeing him at all. And I'd I'd be curious to know who exactly isn't seeing him at all. Um, but I mean it's it's pretty clear that Presty has a vision. He knows his investments and he's made that he made that clear um on immediate day too. I mean, like he made it clear about who were the cornerstones of the franchise going forward. He mentions Josh, he mentions Lou, mentions Shay. Um, so, like, he's been very, very transparent about that. So, I mean, I don't see why that would be shocking because out of those cornerstones that he's mentioning, I mean, like, he's not even talking about Chet that could already shoot. Um, he's the only one that doesn't shoot at a high clip and doesn't really take good his shooting form is like the most awful out of all of them um and if he just makes a couple of tweaks um uh, and just bumps it up even a couple of percentage points that makes him a worthwhile guy to actually defend uh, a little bit closer on the perimeter that gives him more access as a playmaker for other for other players on the court let me ask you guys this so last year josh shot 26.3% from 3 on 3.9 attempts a game. If I put you on the spot right now to ask you how many three-point attempts per game will he have next season and where will that percentage land, what would be your guess? 329. How many attempts did you say he... He averaged four attempts last year and shot 26%. Mm. Three and 29. So you think he's going to go down in attempts 
up a little bit in percentage? Yep, because you still have mouths to feed and Trey Man. You're going to get J-Dub on the court. You're going to get a lot more dudes that are going to be taking uh, more shots. I think it's going to stay around four. Um, I don't want to go to 30% yet. I'm probably thinking like 29-ish also. Better. Like I think it naturally improves, and then with the help of Chip England, uh, bumps that up a couple points. I don't know about three percentage points. That might be a little bit high, maybe twenty eight, but um, definitely just natural improvement. Just as he progresses, but again, we've seen what it looks like when somebody tries to re- rework your shot. Um, it takes a while. Markel yeah. Pultz. Mm-hmm. I'm more so looking at what does it look like in three years. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm. So hopefully, it's we kind of a long term game here. Yeah. The thing is, is, like he's a decent free throw shooter, right? And the Wasn't midi it? looks really nice. It I does. think. Yeah, it yeah. Does. Like that's the thing that's that like, gives that, me a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I don't understand. He's got like this front front leg load up, and then he started to do these weird, awkward, like squat looking threes, mm-hmm. where like his legs are super far apart, and it's yeah. not a, he doesn't get a base. So like you're seeing development and I'm worrying, wondering what that looks like. If he's operating with chip England three times a day, what that he's, looks like even more. Josh also said he gets his thumb in his shot a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing he and chip are working on is basically removing the thumb from that shot and rolling it off those front two fingers. I mean, we've had the same conversations cause I have the same issue. I have the same issue. <laughs> yeah. If you ever play pickup basketball, <laughs> you probably re- realize that you get your thumb into your shot a little bit. It makes it go off. Yeah. So it's exciting that that Josh is working with Chip so frequently. Um, I've said it on this podcast multiple times. I'll say it again. If Josh Giddy can get to league average from three, which is a big jump for him, uh, yeah. that would be almost like 10 percentage points. If he ever got to league average, he's an all-star. I, like, I think he's an all-star before that. I mean, Ben Simmons could be an all-star. Yeah, that's Josh a, Giddey a fair, fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Uh, and Josh is a much more aggressive offensive player. Uh, staying on the topic of Josh. So he would have taken the layup? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Not that pass it up. Uh, m- <laughs> Coach Mark Dagnall talked about Josh, uh, specifically about his body and how he uh, talking about is able, yes, uh, <laughs> able to pack on more muscle and more weight. Um, he said he expects to see Josh get like much bigger yep. over the next few years. Uh, Josh also said that this offseason, his main two focuses like a G were dude. working on his body and working on his jump shot. Josh currently listed at 6'8", 216, uh, in comparison to Darius Baisley, who is 6'9", 216. So Josh is basically Darius Baisley-sized already, and it seems like Coach thinks Josh could pack on 5, 10 more pounds of muscle. If he's at like 6'8", 225, 230... That's a power forward in the league. Josh yeah. is also like Josh is also more compact than Bays. Yeah. Like Bays seems Feels a little like more lankier, right? I, I feel that way, yes. Bays has like wider shoulders. I bet I bet Bays has a he's got a longer frame. T- two or three more inches on the wingspan. And so yeah. like that's like it was it was very apparent, yeah, when in, in summer league when Josh showed up, we're like, oh wow, he's he got bigger, like he got bigger, bigger. And like, you're thinking that he can add on maybe another, like maybe five to 10 pounds that would suggest to me, he would be doing some work in the post as well. Um, along with being a more prominent, uh, ball handler, 
for the wear and tear of the season where Shea's super cut, right? And Shea can play a lot of off ball, shooting guard, small four, like he did in, in OKC and like he did with the Clippers when he was there that first season and would allow Josh to become that primary ball handler um, in a lot of situations, but also allow Shea to take that when he needs it because he is still the best player on that court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is Josh still only 19? Yeah. Yeah, so he who knows what he looks like when he's 25. Yeah, and for me, the putting on he, weight for you Josh. you think he cuts his hair? No, no. You think he Kinda keeps like, the long hair? Who's the guy in the Bible that like all his power came from his hair? Samson. <laughs> yeah, Samson. That's uh, that's uh, Josh. Uh, for Josh, the the weight gain for me is more about who he can defend. Yeah. And like if he fours. if he Wait, was it Samson or Samuel? I think it's Samson. Samson sounds right. Yeah. Um, Samsonite. That's what it is. Welcome to the uncontested, uh, the biblical podcast. Yeah. Samsonite. <laughs> um, but at Josh at like two sixteen, there's a small handful of like quote unquote power forwards in the league that I don't feel comfortable with him guarding. Like obviously like Carl Anthony Towns is one. Anthony yeah. Davis is one. But after that, you're looking at like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. I'm not worried about Josh like not having a size advantage over those guys. Uh, you're looking at like guys like Marcus Morris, uh, Rui Hachimura, um, Julius Randle. Like there's not a lot of guys, Christian Wood, that scares me size-wise that Josh is going to get bullied. Like that makes your team so much more versatile if you have a guy that can really battle at the four. And I think it's really fascinating that they have Josh who can play point guard, but also defend up to four. Uh, we're going to talk about J-Dub in a second. He can guard up to four. Uh, Usman can guard up to four. Baisley can guard fives. Like You just have these guys that, to me, defensive versatility is a little more important than offensive versatility on this team right now. I just keep on thinking about Minnesota and how miserable it's going to miserable yeah. it's going to be for OKC's front court this and year. They have yeah. Minnesota two times in like the first four games. Yeah, they might get a little bludgeoned. Uh, fair to expect those might be games where they start like JRE and Derek Favors. Honestly, just Wouldn't get some size idea. out there. Just some size and width. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on from Josh, let's talk a little bit about J Dub. I just mentioned him. Uh, Post practice today, J Dub says he feels comfortable playing one through five. <laughs> Pretty wild. How do you guys feel about that? Surely we're not going to see him play center, like traditional center. But I guess if a team goes small, I mean, we've seen the Clippers run like Marcus Morris at the five before. Or Nick Batum, I think, is their center a lot of the times these days. You could see him match up on someone like that. What they call that Warriors lineup with basically all the shooters plus Draymond Green? Death lineup. The death lineup. Yeah, Yeah. so like is – is having all those guys be out there one through five because like everybody's basically six foot seven and taller except Shea and Lou. And you could sub off Lou for somebody like Trey who's a little bit bigger. Trey's like six six. And just like have a bunch of guys out there, Shea at like, oh no, Shea's six six. So like they're all like six six and taller, six six to so six nine. And just run with a death stupid lineup. long wingspans. Yeah. Yeah. Would, you, you could. Would, would you for feel sure. comfortable doing that? Um, I think you have to have Lou out there for like that physicalness. And they, that's something they've talked a lot about this preseason is being physical and physical is not. Um, this Close sounds weird line to say. somebody in the paint. Physical is not 
an act of physicality. Phys- being physical is like a mindset. They need to like play tough, basically. Yeah. They got to have that dog in them. Basically, is what what Coach and Preston and all of them have said. Like, I think they got that in some of these guys. I think Josh plays physical. I mean, look at the way that guy rebounds, right? I think Josh is a physical player. Lose a physical player. Um, if they can get some more of those guys, it seems like J Dub, Chet for sure, can be one of those back. guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think J Dub will really ever like quote unquote be the center on the court. Yeah, but I love his versatility, man. That's what the quote is about, I think, mainly. Just his willingness and ability to play everywhere, almost. When it's all said and done, where do you think J-Dub gets more of his minutes? On the wing, as a guard, or as a front court player? He played I, point guard in, high, in, in college. I feel like I... Uh, I'd say as a guard. Uh, and well, I go wing. It's it's tough to uh, it's tough to really like look at that because you don't know who that second lineup is going to consist of. Like what it's going to be Shea, you know one of the you know one of Shea and Josh is going to be subbed off early, so well, the other can run the uh, the the second lineup for the most part. I doubt you're going to see just lineups of Josh and Shea coming going to the bench and coming off the bench together because mm-hmm. those guys are unique in their own talents. Yeah. So I could see him playing a lot of guard um next to Trey it, Man off the bench gets next, me excited next to Trey Man I could see him playing guard in place of Lou if Lou gets in a little bit of foul foul trouble early mm-hmm. and they feel like they need a more defensive guy uh that's more three and D um I could see him playing that by the same time I feel like Josh is going to play so much and they're going to have train there as a combo guard that he would be relegated to, well, not relegated, but he would just be pushed back to that three spot. But I mean, we all feel comfortable with him as a defender, like as a rookie, as far as rookies go, Uh, obviously we're going to notice, you know, what his issues are, what things he needs to work on. But my first knee jerk reaction was guard, but kind of thinking through it, the, it would have to be the wing. They have a lot of dudes in that backcourt. Mm-hmm. They do. And I think he's just got such a unique build to play wing and even play up a little bit. I Personally, I think they'll play him up more than they'll play him down as far as the lineup is concerned. That's fair. J-Dub also said that he has the best hair on the team. Yeah, I was just thinking about his hair. It's all it's all big and stuff. And he's got that cool. one, one or two one little, little braid that comes yeah. down. Yeah, it's like, awesome. really cool. Like, like some Gohan vibes. Do you guys agree J Dub has the best hair on the team? I think so. I also it, it something that bothers me slightly is that he has the reverse Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton has the same thing, but his lone braid is at the back. And I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, but that that one doesn't make sense. No. Unless it's make... for something special. Mm. And people oh. in the chat saying Josh has the best hair. Uh, I like Trey's new look. Trey's braids look nice. I can't. I didn't even. I. I uh, do you think to one Josh, of your tweets. Do you think Josh like uses designer shampoo and conditioner? Oh, one hundred percent. Or do you think he just like two and ones it? Like hell, he is not two and oneing it. <laughs> Steven, no way. Stephen Adams is two and oneing it. If you at think all. So? Stephen yeah. Adams is the definition of Samson. One hundred percent. J Dub also said that he loves the food scene in OKC and wants restaurant recommendations. So I have an assignment for both of you. Oh, oh no. I'm ready. Now. If you had to choose three Oklahoma City 
metro area restaurants oh, that Josh needs to check out. Where are they? Okay. He he mentioned specifically he needs a barbecue joint. So you get bonus points if you throw out a barbecue joint. I don't know many barbecue joints. Number one, the Band's Jones Big Assembly. Stand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sylvie said uh, yeah. Jones Assembly. Jones Assembly. Number two, Goro Ramen. Number three, I don't have one yet. Call me or go. <laughs> well, for reference, J-Dub today, or not today, maybe on Monday on, on Media Day, said, I tried out this really good place, uh, S&B Burgers. And I was like, we got to get my guy to some Save good him. OKC restaurants. Yeah. Nothing against S&B. Like, S&B is no. good. But it's just like, man, we, we got to hook this guy up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we would take him to Van's Pig Stand. We would take him to Bobo's. Oh, hell yeah. He would be all in on that. Um, And then I would would show him some nice Mediterranean food uh, Mm -hmm. in in Oklahoma, in more Oklahoma. I would, I I second the Bobo's 100%. I might slide in his DMs later and tell him to check out some Bobo's. Um, For barbecue, I mean, Bobo's kind of is barbecue. But for like traditional barbecue, Clark Crew up on Northwest Expressway, really good. The best cornbread I've probably ever had in my life. Like Clark Crew, Clark Crew is really, really good barbecue. Get that cornbread and get some like burn ends. It's good stuff. Um, my third one, I might have to go with a classic of mine. I think I know press. what it is. Yep. You gotta go get that buffalo mac and cheese from the it's press. Really Call me or I can attest though, Jada. Do not eat press buffalo mac before you go to practice or a game. It's a bad plan. I almost threw up. <laughs> I have my third. Okay. Have you guys been to the uh, Ted's Cantina, which is like the fuzzies yep, version fantastic. of Ted's? It's really good. Yeah, I've yeah, not been this, there yet. Yeah, they have this really cool thing there called uh, Berea Tacos that I <laughs> that I highly recommend to everyone. Uh, where, where are you telling them to go for dessert? Oh, Capitals Ice Cream. Swing on by. Capitals is overrated. Go to Insomnia Cookies. Just hang out downtown. It's easy to go and and where like I'm sure he's living nearby. Go uh, or after practice, go to Insomnia Cookies. Go get yourself a couple couple chocolate milks and and whatever. Or go or if you want to make you know the visit down a little bit down south in Norman. or no, they have one in OKC. Hertz Donuts. Go hit one mm-hmm. of those things up too. Uh, you'll have a fantastic time. I'm sending them to Pie Junkie. Pie Junkie's great. Waffle oh. Champion. Oh yeah, go hit up that Waffle Window, J Dub. Yeah. Good stuff. Good have, stuff. We do have good food in OKC. Yeah, we not are, too bad. We we I think Oklahoma is like the most fast food places institutions per capita in the United States. Oh, yep. interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, there are more fast food restaurants per capita uh, in urban areas also than suburban areas by far. Um, that's a that's a story for a, a completely different podcast. So last thing on J-Dub, uh, head coach Mark Dagnalt said the rookies don't really look like rookies at training camp so far. They play physical uh, and they just kind of fit in. It's not like glaring like, oh, that guy is new. It seems pretty good to me. Right. If they're already fitting in, if they're already kind of falling into the flow, 
think that's interesting. A guy that we don't talk up about much at all is Usman Jang. Yeah, speaking of the <laughs> Ted's Cantina. Um, but Usman Jang, I'm interested to see kind of how he fits in here as well. Lastly, we've already mentioned this guy a couple times, but when asked about who has impressed them or who has improved the most over the summer, a lot of Thunder players brought up the name, instantaneously brought up the name, Trey Mann. If you guys have not seen pictures of Trey from Media Day, he says he only gained four or five pounds, but he looks different. His arms look significantly bigger. His chest looks bigger. Like he has put on some muscle. And I don't know, at the end of last year, I was talking about should Trey Mann start? Should they trade Lou and start Trey? Everyone seems super high on Trey. Uh, he's he talked at media day about how last year defense was a big thing for him to stay on the court. He mentioned broccoli again, eat the broccoli before you eat the Skittles. I'm expecting uh, the way the guys are talking. I'm expecting a big jump from Trey Mann this year. What do you guys think? Yeah, I've uh, I've I have this offseason, especially after summer league, just left a bad taste in my mouth watching what Trey did there. Just summer league though. Uh, but I, I have thought going into this second year that Trey Mann, as a player, for measurement reasons, can't do quite as much on defense if his shot is not falling. Like he doesn't, just because of his size, can't offer quite as much as like a J Dub in theory because of his size. And players like Trey, like the, that style of play, like the volume, microwave score, I feel like there's such a thin line in between are you Deion Waiters or are you like a J.R. Smith? Are you a, I don't know, Malik Monk? or a Jordan Clarkson. I'm hoping with everything the people are saying about Trey, that it's leaning the positive direction. I think especially, I didn't hear this stuff about the broccoli. Like I think Trey's going to do all the right things. Um, and he has all the intangibles to become a successful player off the bench. I think you'll see incremental improvement. I think you'll notice differences in his game, but I don't think it's going to be like any sort of leap. I mean, what are his teammates going to say? Like, he sucks. He hasn't changed at all. Like, you know what I mean? But the fact that they all mentioned him maybe suggests that it's more of a substantial gain. Uh, that he see he seems like a guy that I mean, he's he's flexing in that picture. Anyways, uh, <laughs> like, of course, he looks that way. Anyways, uh, you can see his triceps. Like, come on. Um, anyways, my any to what I'm saying, like none of those players are going to say like anything bad about their teammates, but the fact that they all singled out Trey, maybe suggests he took maybe an extra step or two in his game, um, that you're maybe anticipating for guys that maybe taking year three, maybe he took in year two. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he was a sophomore coming out of college, so he's got that extra year. Um, I don't know. I just, I have high hopes for him this year. Uh, I'm excited to watch him play. Yep. Last thing, guys, before we get out of here. The preseason, first game, Monday. I have that post game. Super excited about it. So coming up, uh, what, four days away? Yeah. Uh, nearly there. Super excited. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, we'll go more in depth in this on Sunday, uh, right be- on our weekly show right before the preseason game. But just a handful of things that you guys are looking for during this preseason slate. What are some things, um, not just like, I want to see who got better, like not very broad ideas, but what are some specific things 
that you are excited to watch and see if they have changed or, or what they look like going into the preseason. For me, um, it is going right back to the well, Trey Man. I want to see um, Trey talked a lot uh, on the Thunder Basketball Universe podcast that he worked on ball handling and like making decisions out of pick and rolls and stuff over the summer. I want to see if Trey plays with the ball in his hands a little bit more uh, and what his defense looks like now that he's added a little bit of weight. I'll be looking for pace of play, uh, style of play, and specifically style of play um, in transition, and not just transition, but style of play between units. Uh, I wonder if we're going to see the same system of offense or the same style of offensive uh, philosophy with Shea at the helm and having the ball in his hands, as you would see with Josh and uh, the second unit, if Trey's going to be the main ball handler, because I imagine you're going to run a little bit of different sets with Josh than you would with Shea, just because Shea's can be more dangerous in the in, in at any level of uh, the scoring opportunities in the paint, uh, second level and the third level of the three point line. Whereas Josh, he can't really pull up, but he still tries, which is still nice that he still attempts those and has that confidence to do so. But I'm looking to see like what's the consistency of the team and how are they playing on those things and just defensive rotations, how they make those out. And specifically as a player, is Poku just going to be that fun thing that does stupid stuff a lot sometimes? uh, Or is he going to become a real NBA player? That's fair. Yeah, I think I'm a handful of things I'm looking at. Josh's shot. I feel like it looked one way last season. It looked one way summer league and it looked even more different on those, uh, that private run that they did in LA. I, I thought it looked different there even. So curious what that'll look like coming out. I want to see how many threes he attempts and how he's attempting them. Like I'm assuming he's not going to take a ton off the dribble. It's just going to be a lot of catch and shoot. I'm really curious how many shots J-Dub is going to take. Like, is he going to create his own shot a bunch? Is he just going to have to get shots within the offense? I don't know. Um, and then just lineups, of course. Uh, Meek Leak in our chat said uh, he's excited for every player on our 15-man roster. I kind of am too. Like I want to see what wonky lineups they throw out there. Like are, the, are we going to see Aaron Wiggins at all in some of these weird lineups? But put Jada at the five, Wiggins at the four. I don't know. Um, yeah, excited for that. Ready for games. Yeah, um, I'm also excited to see what Usman looks like. I forget you know, about. I, think, I forget about. Him. I know he's got such a long yeah. runway because he's so young. Uh, but he's so unique. I'm just, I'm interested to see how much time he gets in preseason, how they fit him in. Do they try to let him play with the ball in his hands? Does he play primarily off? Like, I don't know how real things are in the preseason. I mean, I remember watching Andre Robertson run a pick and roll in preseason and shoot five threes in a <sighs> yeah. game in a preseason game, you know? So I don't know how yep. much we can buy into a lot of this stuff. Uh, but with a young team like this, I think you can buy into it a little bit more than some of the new things you see from a veteran team. Right. And so I'm excited to see kind of what that looks like. And I think Mark and Sam have talked about wanting the same style of play in any environment. Like they want the, the blue to play the same way that the main team plays. And so I, I feel like whatever Mark is doing in, in the preseason and exhibition games like this will hopefully be similar to what we see in the regular season. I wonder how much we see Ludor handle. Yeah. He talked a lot about, his decision-making at media day. So I'm interested to see that as well. Awesome. Gentlemen, anything else before we log off for the night? 
I love basketball. Excited for a new season. I'm glad it's here. The guy said it ready, felt like the offseason was again. forever. Um, I I concur. The offseason lasted such a long time. Uh, I'm excited that we're actually back to hoops. Uh, let's all pour one out for Coolio. Passed away today. Yeah. Right, is our outro music Coolio today? No, I think there might be some copyright issues with that, but... <laughs> Too we'll, get a, we'll, we'll get a coolio type beat off you <laughs> <laughs> awesome well hey thank you guys so much for tuning in to the uncontested we will be back with you again sunday night preseason game number one eve remember if you want an uncontested hat get in our dms as that is a very limited run we'd love to send you one if you already ordered one i'll get it out soon also drop a five star to get a free uncontested sticker just take a screenshot of it, DM it to us along with your address. You guys have a great rest of your week. Make sure to follow us on socials. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Sub to the YouTube channel so you can see when we go live. Speaking of, we'll be live Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. So make plans. Come and join us. Until then, and as always, thunder up. Thunder up.